0: Hey, 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 it's B-Rat Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. I want to say thank you for joining us on the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. We're currently at 52,000 thanks to you and on over 40 plus platform podcasts, including Amazon Music and Audible. Today's guest is an incredible one who you may recognize as the star from the current season of The Big Blowout, um, Dylan I hope I get your last name. McConaughey. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. You got it. You okay.
0: Got it. Dylan McConaughey. And he's a finalist in the British hairdressing awards, avant-garde hairdresser of the year, finalist in the fellowship luncheon and hair awards session, hairstylist of the year award 2022. He is masterclass, which I think is now sold out in uh, the art of avant-garde. He's also has his own place, a DJM Collective and he's also the We Loves art director who he has some classes coming up which are going to be doing live I believe so we're going to talk to Dylan now so I want to say welcome Dylan please introduce yourself uh, to our audience and share a little bit about your background.
1: Thank you so much for having me first of all it's amazing and I think the opportunities that have been coming recently are just Absolutely incredible. Um, so I'm Dylan McConaughey. I'm the creative director for DJM Collective. Um, I work for We Love as one of their art directors. So I basically work on the education and basically the inspiring motivation of the company. Um, I am also... Um, as you mentioned, British Hairdressing Award Avant Garde Hairdresser of the Year finalist. This is my second time. Um, I've been in this industry for I reckon like twelve years or so. I've been qualified for about ten of those years, um, and I'm only twenty six, so I've been doing it for a while already. So I've still mm-hmm. got a long road to uh, got still got a long road ahead. Um, but my career started. Um, in a really great company called Sean Hanna. And I was very lucky to work under the umbrella of Skylar McDonald, who kind of gave me the exposure and knowledge to what was open within the hairdressing industry, specifically in Britain, Um, because I'm based in London, um, and kind of just went on a bit of a tangent and just kind of saw what does the industry have to offer and what can I do? So within my first six months of actually qualifying, I actually won the hairdresser's journal uh, Young Hairdresser of the Year, which was pretty amazing. I didn't expect it because I was 17, um, one of the youngest apparently to ever win it. And they've actually not done the award since. Um, so I basically still hold the title. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I kind of delved into photographic work collection work um you know stage work and I think that's really kind of given me a lot of different opportunities and different avenues to take within the industry and I've been very lucky I've been a finalist for the fellowship for, for the fame team um which has obviously led to session stylists of the year which is just bonkers I, it's yeah. crazy um I mean the list could just go on and on and on and on But my most recent venture this year, and it has been a very hard secret, I was on the new series of E4's The Big Blowout, which was judged Mm -hmm. by Sam at Night and Lisa Farrell and hosted by AJ Adudu. Um, When I initially got asked to be on this show, I kind of didn't really think, will this be a good idea to do? Because are they going to take the mick out of the hair industry? But absolutely not. This is probably been the best opportunity that any of us have done. Mm -hmm. And there's a few things coming up which I can't talk about yet, but let's just say 2022 was pretty good. 2023, there's a lot coming. So yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be really, really Even
0: better. So now I'm so intrigued, we may have to have you on again. So when you're ready to spill the tea, we'll... (laughs) We'll we'll be there for you but what was the point? So like me, I started in a salon at 14. I started as a makeup artist before I went into hair. So with that, um, what was the turning point that you knew you wanted to be in the hair industry?
1: Well, I think a lot of people that I speak to, you know, it's either hairdressing runs in their family, or they're just very, very creative. I mean, you know, I'm a very creative person anyway, but hairdressing is not in my family at all. Um, But once I kind of thought to myself I I just naturally had a real fascination with hair specifically because what it has obviously kind of led me to is creating sculptural hair pieces but hair is a fabric and it's a material that you can utilize and work with a lot Mm -hmm. and I just kind of had a real fascination with it and I just kind of thought you know what let's see what happens I was very young when I got into the industry um I'm still young now but I thought let's just see what happens And if it goes well, I'll carry Mm. on. If it doesn't, I'll go into maybe something of, you know, more of a a, a regular job or something, Mm -hmm. you know. But I think being a creative person, we kind of have this feeling inside of us where we just need to unleash something. There's something in our minds where we want to create. I mean, I'm a very visual and also hands-on person. So if I'm looking at a piece of material, like an architectural building or something I instantly like I want to make that with hair um it's just the fascination of art but with hair Mm -hmm. and I just thought let's just go into the industries and see I was I think I was very lucky because of the salon I was in um they were probably the right people for me and I actually didn't even know I just thought it was one of the you know it was a great salon where Mm -hmm. I first started but I didn't expect it to be the place I would actually set my career off within the first six months.
0: Wow. So, and 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 I've stayed in it ever since. Exactly. And that's a thing that a lot of young stylists don't realize when they're first out of school. Um, When I left school, I trained with a world champion for, you know two years with my license. And he, he said to me, it takes three to five years even to start to get good. So with my, the shop I was called, which what you do now. So the shop I was at was called Avantgarde which is what we did, we were like the high end, you know, place to go, they were highly into stage competition, we did a lot of runway shows, we did a lot of photography stuff, we did a lot of, you know, so once you learn in that environment, and a lot of people, he would like break you, most of them end up crying and leaving, because he was tough, because in order, and I was soon trained, that you have to work really hard to get to where you're at. People say, oh, well, and people must say, oh, Dylan, it's so easy for you. You just wake up and you're creative, you know? Yeah, and, this is, <laughs> and this is one
1: of the things like, you know, don't get me wrong that there are some days where it is a walk in the park, but the majority of the time, it's really hard. I mean, you know, when, when we're working on, you know, photographic collections or even working on something like the big blowout, you know, that was mm-hmm. very time restricted to what, we didn't have a lot of time to prepare things but you know if I shoot collections you know there's so many times where the planning will go right and then it won't go right and you know but even when I was training I mean Skylar was based at Sassoon originally as well so mm-hmm. she was very disciplined. Yes. <laughs> I mean <laughs> if, if, if you did a bad haircut you know mm-hmm. she would obviously direct you to how to correct it but if you sucked, she would tell you. But it made you better. And I think, mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people in this day and age don't understand when they're coming into the industry is, if you want to be really good at what you do, be prepared to have a bit of brutality happening because that's the only way you're going to kind of evolve and become better. I would rather people tell me that I'm not doing a very good job, a uh, very good job at mm-hmm. something, because it's going to make me want to do better at it. And that's yes. always been the case. I mean, obviously we'll delve into the big blowout because that was a whole different level of critique. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's not a negative comment. It's, it's something that is that... I think at the time when you kind of get something where they're like, look, this isn't really working, you kind of think, oh, God, I'm, I'm doing badly. This mm-hmm. uh, is it's not going to work and I just suck. But it's not the case. It's actually something that they're using to make you stronger and better. And I stand by that when I teach people myself. I mean, I'm quite a brutal teacher. You mm-hmm. know, if you're doing highlights and you're not doing it correctly, I will get you to wash it, do it again, wash it, do it again. Because until you get it right, you're not going to learn, mm-hmm. and you need to learn. But you do need to learn by making mistakes. If you don't make yeah. mistakes, you're never going to become. But I, But then also, say so you're never going. You're never going to become the best. But you can never be the best. There's no such mm-hmm. thing, you know. Because exactly. Yeah, The industry is just changing every single day.
0: Exactly. And I think it's how you discipline, because when I first started out, the nice thing with our boss or manager, they never really degraded you in front of the client and said, Hey, this haircut sucks. They would call you to the back and then cuss you out and then you go back on the floor, pretending everything's exactly, wonderful, but exactly. then you knew how to fix it. And that's the whole point because a lot of salons, the higher stylists, especially new stylists, put them out on the floor not train them properly and expect that they're going to know everything. Cause they went to school. Well, school will teach you enough to get your license But as I say, it does take that three to five years to start to get good. And if you're lucky, like me, I was probably in a shop of 12 stylists, 14 stylists. I was the only guy. So, of course, I got very popular very fast. So because, of course, if you have a large female clientele or whatever that want a male hairdresser, then, of course... Hey, you offer that, but I also built up same in school. I built up very quickly in school, same reason, right? I learned how to give great head massages, stuff like that. So they're like, Hey, can you do this? No. And then they just put me out on the floor. So I actually graduated. I think our training here is a little bit different, but I, I ended up finishing school two and a half months early and graduated at the top of the class in the class ahead of mine, just because I did all the work. I went to all the clinics. I went to all the extra, you know, uh, That sort of thing, but but how you do it and a lot of times too, because I did competition for eight years. I used to train people to compete, but then they don't really understand why you're being so hard on them. It's not that you're being mean and oh well, he doesn't like me. It's not that at all. It's because you can see the potential in them and you want them to be so much better. So we're gonna jump kind of into the 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 big blowout and talk about that, how you kind of got involved. So the winner of the big blowout was Vicky. Yes. So, what are Massive your thoughts congratulations on that? <laughs> to
1: me. Do you know what? we and I think what we were all worried about when we first joined the show, um, because, you know, you got to think, we actually asked to be on this almost a year ago, and we've had to keep it quiet until yes. it aired in, um, in, you know, in October. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing that kind of played on our minds was, also, we didn't know who was on it. We didn't know mm-hmm. who the judges were. We didn't know who the presenter was. We knew who the production company were because they look after the great British fake but We didn't know yes. anything else. <laughs> um, and no one gave it away. No one gave it away yeah. who was going to be on it. And when we all first met each other, we are like, oh my God, a lot of us knew each other really well. I knew Vicky really well. We'd actually done our audition together. Um, yeah. But the one thing we are worried about is, is it going to make the industry look bitchy or is it going to be a bitchy thing? And, it wasn't at all. We are like a little hair family. We have a WhatsApp mm-hmm. group. We still we talk almost every day. Um, we've been to a lot of events recently, so we are seeing each other quite a lot, and it's quite nice, actually. Um, I'm so glad Vicky won. I think anyone was so deserving to win. Of course, you know, you enter yourself, you kind mm-hmm. of think, I really want to win. Um, but do you know what? And we've all said, even wherever we all made it throughout the competition we wouldn't change anything about it. It was one of the most amazing, it was hard, but it was the most Mm -hmm. amazing experience that we've ever been through. And Vicky really, really deserved it. I mean, at the final, she just smashed it Mm -hmm. because we actually got invited back for the final episode to just wish them all good luck. And, you know, we were all there like, good luck. This is amazing. Um, and it's quite hard when there's three people left and, they're about to announce one winner. I kind of had Vicky in my mind at the final, but I mean, everybody, you know, everyone's work was so different. Mm -hmm. I think even on the, on the first day, it could have been anyone's game.
0: Anyone. And and with that, did you find with the show yourself as a stylist, did you find it pushed you to be more creative and come out of your zone? Yeah. I think, I, I think
1: the one thing you've got to think about is definitely it's, it's the time pressures that you're given, you know, to create, um, you know, a masterpiece you're given four hours. You are allowed to create 20% in advance, Mm -hmm. but that 20% is quite minimal. Um, you know, obviously you've got your concept, you've got the model, but what model you actually have on the day, you can specify the hair type and the texture and the color, but that's as much as you can do. Um, So it is kind of just working on a blank canvas and just hoping what you've got in mind is actually going to work because, you know, when I plan a photo shoot, we plan it months and months and months before.
0: I think
1: it was, you know, it definitely was great for my character building because I'm normally a very stressy person. (laughs) I don't work well under pressure. I do now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, knowing what you can do in such a short space of time and create it really really well is amazing but because how it worked throughout the series is you would have you'd film over two days Mm -hmm. or one episode so you do a mystery challenge which that could be anything that could be wigs that could be bridal that could be cutting that that could be coloring it could be anything Mm -hmm. so you didn't know where you were going or what the challenge was until you got there and at that point you know you have two hours to do a color and you're thinking, oh my god, I take six hours when I'm in the salon. <laughs> <laughs> like, how's that yeah. going to happen? Mm-hmm. And but you know, it it definitely pushes you. But you know, this is more creative. It, you know, it's yes. not your salon kind of work that you would see. No. Um, but I think it definitely pushed you to have more creative ideas. I mean, there's some things that I did on the show that I didn't even know I could even do. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely allowed me to do different things now because I know I can do them. Now I have a lot longer because I'm obviously not on the show, so it's yes. fine. It can, uh, can take nine hours instead yes. of uh, <laughs> four hours. But I think, I think working on a time pressure instantly makes you work differently. You know, the adrenaline rush and everything. Mm-hmm. At, at the time, a lot of people think, oh, you're probably looking at everyone else. You don't have time to look at what anyone else is doing because no. you've got to focus on your piece of work yes and then after you know when you see everyone I mean we this is what I loved about it we all supported each other we were like oh my god that's amazing oh mm-hmm. amazing blah 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 um and that was great because you know none of us we did kind of feel you know a bit nervous when the judging was happening with the judges because mm-hmm. that was scary um but again even their critiques negative or positive were really beneficial and one thing that mm-hmm. a lot of us keep saying you know, you would never be able to afford Sam McKnight for eight weeks, you know, if you were doing yes. a masterclass with him. But it was basically like having an eight-week free masterclass with Sam McKnight and Lisa Pharrell. Mm-hmm. And that's just invaluable. I mean, you know, I'd never be able to afford that, that myself. Um, it, it was just one of the best experiences that we've ever done. And if they do a second mm-hmm. series, I'd highly recommend anyone to do it I mean it was just amazing what what was uh what I kind of I wouldn't say I struggled when when Vicky was announced as the winner mm-hmm. I actually didn't know no no one knew and I was like who oh. won like we just want to know. and you know Paul Vicky's had to keep it secret for like six months yes. um but I mean it was amazing and it's it's just so great us seeing each other we do kind of watch the series every now and then again, just to kind of remind ourselves, because I think mm-hmm. the first time you watch the episode, because, you know, another thing you got to think of, because it's television, there's so much they film, but don't put in the final edit. Yes. Because, you know, you've got two days worth of filming in a 45 minute episode. Mm-hmm. So there's only so much you can put in anyway. Um, but when you initially first watch it, you think, oh my God, this is horrific. But then when you watch it again, and, you know, maybe watch it a couple of times, you're like, okay cool mm-hmm. this is actually really good you know it's it i i just i honestly i have nothing bad to say about it i have no negative i mean i wish i was in the final but you know <laughs> apart from that
0: that's my only negative <laughs> but you never know if they have another season they may bring you back right? or an all-star an all-star who knows? season yeah so who something knows. like that as well do you find that you're more a harsher um critic of your own work than the judges actually were
1: i'm definitely oh i think it's quite an actual thing i'm definitely my own worst critic i mean it will take me a couple of weeks to start to like something but obviously in that time you've only got four hours to like mm-hmm. it because you've only got four hours in between judging and touch-ups yeah um but i think now because i have proved what i can do in that you know in time periods and you know I definitely believe in myself more than I probably ever did and you know and I've Mm -hmm. been hairdressing for a long time and I've won and been nominated for some of the biggest awards in hairdressing um I think one of the one of the one of the pinnacle points this year which has made me think you know what I can do this is when I got nominated for the Fellowship Session mm-hmm. Stylist of the Year. Yeah. I laugh about it because it's just so funny. I mean, I'm I'm so proud of it, but I did not expect it. I'm probably one of the youngest people in that category. But what is also quite interesting is you've got, so you've got myself, so a big blowout contestant, mm-hmm. you've got a great guy called Luke Benson, who's an amazing session stylist. And you've also got Lisa Farrell, who was the mm-hmm. judge on the big blowout yes so it's it's so it's so funny i mean i'm so proud of it and if i was to win it i mean that'd be amazing um but you know to be up against lisa who was the judge i mean Mm -hmm. that definitely rings lots of you can do this and you know you are good you know and it's this year has definitely proved to me it's time to start believing because i am good i I wouldn't be on the tv show if i wasn't Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be nominated for the British Air Awards or Session yeah. science if I wasn't. So it has definitely made me think, I am good. I need to stop being negative about my own work because it is good. But again, you're your own worst critic anyway, and you're always going to be. But I'm. it's made me more proud and just kind of think, you know what, I can do this. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing for me, and I always kind of take this back from many things, is if my work inspires other people, that is probably the most important part for me.
0: Exactly. And as I say, like you and with being, I was a television host for three years, never watched any of my shows. But then again, I was at my mom's place. They had a 24 hour marathon of me. She's like, you're on TV because I just kind of did it. I didn't really like the same. You don't really say anything because you pre-record your your stuff. And you so I know all about that industry. And then you kind of get, you know, and you have your guests on. You have your I believe you had uh, Chris Appleton. Was he on? Yes. The big blowout. I was I was so gutted. I wasn't there. That would have been amazing. Oh,
1: oh God. It was uh oh so jealous so jealous
0: you know when you're seeing some of these legends like right in front of you that that yeah. have so so-called made it but yeah. but the thing is it's always nice when a lot of times to find out about myself I have to google myself I don't really do yeah. it a lot but it's like you've won this you're in the top thing for that you're in the you know even the podcast and that sort of thing it's just I think we're similar we're guests we have this long list and we're young coming in the industry, but. Um, you know what I mean? You you know how to stay humble, which I yeah. think that's the biggest thing. As soon as you start saying, Hey, I did this, I'm doing this class, I'm doing this, I'm wonderful, I'm amazing. I think we all should say we are amazing, but to the point that it, like you said, it benefits others. And your experience mm-hmm. on the show wasn't like a pre-scripted, we need some drama. Now you exactly. gotta hate Vicky because she did this, exactly. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you, yeah. on the cutting room floor, you never know what they're gonna show. exactly exactly and for ratings and stuff like that but i kind of want to talk about your upcoming class which i don't think you can get tickets for anymore but it's your your avant-garde um yeah so what's all that about and how did you want to kind of specialize in avant-garde hair as opposed to just teaching a cutting class
1: yeah i mean avant-garde is it's my forte it's something that i have it's i have a strong passion for it i love just creating art with hair basically um and it's kind of led me to do different things and I you know in the industry I've been very successful when it's come to avant-garde work I mean you know I've been in the alternative hair show five mm-hmm. times now yeah uh, which is crazy um and obviously the British Hair Awards um mm-hmm. and I think avant-garde you know it can take you to so many different places and you know, what you can do with hair is just ridiculous because, you know, there's the techniques you can use is insane. And what I can, I mean, I, I educate quite a lot anyway. I do a lot of color mm-hmm. classes and avant-garde, but I kind of wanted to change up the avant-garde one slightly because a lot of people have said to me since the show's been out, how have you created that? Because you've got to yes. think, they, you don't actually see the whole process of how I make everything because mm-hmm. there's so many of us to begin with. Yes. So I thought it was a good a good decision this year to well, for next year to do a masterclass on me actually showing you how I did everything step by step. And there'll only be three pieces because it's mm-hmm. a lot to go through in one day as well. So it'll be three of the pieces I created on the big blowout. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll be creating it themselves as well. So they're just basically getting to learn different techniques. Um, which will include like hair sheet making braiding sculpting i mean when they when you actually do the techniques i make it look difficult but it's then actually quite easy a lot of the people mm. who have done my master classes before have actually been really surprised like wow once you actually do it it's actually not as difficult as it looks when you're yes. doing it so yeah and it's it's it is i, I the tickets have sold out online, but if people mm-hmm. do so on a book, you just have to get into contact me. I think I realistically can only have three more people on okay. the masterclass, and that's on the 22nd of January in London. Um, but it's a hands on experience and it's a smaller class because yeah. there is a lot to go through. Mm-hmm. But I basically just simplify avant garde creation. Um, and it's, it's, it is a successful masterclass. I mean, but it is also going to be my last masterclass for a while
0: oh, wow. because
1: because next year is busy. Yeah. it'll come back
0: it'll probably come back
1: in 2024 yes. or the end of 2023 yeah. but next year it's there's there's a lot going on because i'm hopefully going to be working with a pr company who we're going to work very closely with mm-hmm. um and hopefully some big opportunities are coming next year yes. and um Yeah. So just kind of taking a bit of a pause on the education side. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love all things education. Education is and always will be the key to success, no matter how good or how, you know, or how not good you are. You know, education is so, so important. Um, But the one thing I just kind of have to take a bit of a break on certain things next year, Mm -hmm. because... There's a lot going on next year. And we've got yeah. some really big photo shoots planned already.
0: Amazing. So a
1: lot of my time has to go into that if, you know, because they are going to be mm-hmm. hopefully amazing collections.
0: Yeah. So so one idea with the masterclass I know you're doing it live. But what if you had a pre-recorded version that was digital, the virtual, that people could purchase 24-7?
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely something mm. that we have thought about because mm-hmm. um, we obviously in the lockdowns back in 2020 and 2021, um, hairdressers just wanted to educate themselves, which mm-hmm. was amazing. That yes. was great. I went on education. I taught education. I thought, I've got something to give, why not? And I was doing it, you know, for a cheaper price because, mm-hmm. you you know, you'd have like a hundred people on the Zoom call yes. watching you do kind of anything mm-hmm. doing, do not mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's definitely something that a photographer I spoke to did say, why don't we actually record a masterclass mm-hmm. that is on to maybe like, an hour hour and a half maximum
0: exactly or just a specific or working with crepe hair or working with you know just extensions or because a lot of times people see the these shows they've got this big headwear on there but they think, oh, it must be so heavy. But it, but it's like chicken coop wire and yeah. you know, yeah. paper mache, and <laughs> Yeah,
1: exactly. You, you know, so wh- it's it's definitely something that we have spoken about. I think because mm-hmm. the the next. So I I work in a co working space. I, I run my business in the co working space. Yeah. So the next step is to open up my own studio. When that is, I'm not sure. I really want to do it soon, um, but definitely want to work on more education. Yes. with you know doing video work because I think it's just something that is more accessible to everybody because a lot mm-hmm. of people can't always travel down to London. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely something that we are thinking about. It's it's just time at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, in in twenty twenty four, we haven't got any plans yet.
0: Twenty twenty three, there's a But, lot but who of knows? Plans a lot of stuff can happen overnight where you think exactly twenty twenty four, and then it worked excuse me works out totally differently but speaking of education go- global education you're we loves art director and you have some classes coming up so those are going to yes. be live um, are those on Facebook and Instagram so I think we're doing it on Instagram okay um,
1: so I'll be going live with uh, Heather who's one of the um, directors there as well yeah um, Heather's on so- our cruise
0: which I'll talk about amazing yeah. she's fantastic yes yeah.
1: so we will be i think we'll be going live on friday i i, I actually have been prepping some of the looks in advance oh, okay um because these doll heads need a lot of work um so the master, so the, the lives will be happening on this friday at 7:30 p.m. and then the following monday at 7:30 p.m. as well and the first one is going to be um scout blightner so we're just kind of preparing that in advance now. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a video going out on Friday morning, just kind of a demonstration, a quick demonstration. Like this is what I'm doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: See you at 7 30. And then on the and then on the Monday, that'll be AirTouch Balayage, which is mm-hmm. something I specialise in. So we'll also be doing that as well, which will be Fantastic,
0: Perfect. and I'm really
1: excited yeah. because it. I mean, I have done quite a couple of things with We Love already, mm-hmm. um, but this is also working with the Carlo Oliveri products, which I'm oh, the okay. ambassadors for. Yes, um, so just kind of re- really simplifying the techniques, but also showing something commercial but relatively mm-hmm. creative as well. So you know, you're not just seeing your basic highlights or you know mm-hmm. placement techniques. You're seeing Scout Lightner. So what we've done is I've actually taken the doll heads to a much darker base because okay. I like a bit of a challenge. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so just, yeah, and they'll be yeah. really good. They'll be really good. And I think mm-hmm. the engagement will be fantastic because mm-hmm. um, we had a We Love International Day uh, back in September mm. and that was fantastic. And, you know, we've got some great things coming from that. So I'm excited for people to see. And yeah, I'm excited for the um, lives this Friday and Mondays. So that's Friday the 18th and then Is Monday it? the 21st of November at 7:30.
0: And that's on the on, We Love Instagram. Yes, uh, so it will be
1: the We Love Instagram, and then I'll just be joining on my own Instagram. So oh, perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna be amazing. So um, the one thing that I'm doing, which we're going to talk about, and Heather Robinson, uh, Rob. I don't know. I'm getting, on last names, it's not so good. But (laughs) Heather Heather will be joining us along with a lot of other A-list celebrity um, artists. So if you want to join us on the Mayan Soul Beauty Industry Cruise, May 7th to 12th, 2023, you can learn and have fun with A-list celebrity beauty industry professionals on Sir Richard Branson's uh, Super Yacht scarlet lady uh tickets are available now www.beautyindustrycruises.com uh, we hope to see everybody there um as we kind of wrap up dylan um in our last uh, like just uh about four minutes <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna yeah. take it to take it take it to the limit i love we love i love everything that ray and everybody is doing there that it's they're with just their, amazing with their doing their their um um because heather she actually just did their their big we love conference thing she was on stage for like eight hours straight and then she'll be coming on showing her extreme bridal techniques on the on the ship as well it's going to be an amazing time but as we kind of wrap up what's a nugget of gold that you would leave for our audience
1: I think just, you know, learn as much as you can. And I mean, I say to people, spend a lot of time assisting because assisting can get you to so many different places and it can lead so many opportunities. I think take any opportunity that comes your way and just learn, learn and learn as much as you can. It's everything is about education. If you want to be... If you want to be the best of the best, you have to educate yourself as much as possible. You're never too young or too old mm-hmm. to know more. The world and industry is changing constantly, so my best advice is just learn as much as you can. Yeah. And also follow and also follow uh, Dylan McConaughey for uh, any updates as well.
0: <laughs> exactly, and that's what we're going to ask. So, with with your handles, where can they find you? Can they find you on Facebook, Instagram? A website if you want to drop those and we'll also put them in the um once once it's airs, we'll have all your um stuff uh, listed as well.
1: Amazing. So the best one to find me is definitely because I use it more is Instagram. So that mm-hmm. is at Dylan.official underscore hairstylist. So you can find me there. Um and you know, feel free to send me messages. I respond to everybody. I love getting in touch with people. Um, and yeah, just Let's share and spread some love of hair.
0: (laughs) That's right. Thank you so much, Dylan, for joining us on the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. And we'll see everybody next time.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it.